Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June. And of course, I've got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good on this Misery Monday? Ah, Misery Monday. It is rough right now, man. I was just saying, telling you, I'm so glad I I like other sports because this is one of those days where (laughs) football is just one of those days. Like, I I can't do it right now. I just... So many, so much went wrong yesterday, and then so much went wrong today. Like none of the news came back like great. Like you would think, oh, you know, maybe some stuff is not too serious. You know, uh, things happen. You know, they shake it off. But nah, everything was bad. Everything was bad. So uh, yeah, I no. think the best the best news is like CMC's out four to six weeks. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, but other than that, it was. It was bad. I watched that whole Giants game, and so I just saw that slowly. Just, just the Michael Jordan tear memes all day, man. It's bad. Hopefully, uh, Kamara can save us tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you know, it was it was terrible. But like we say, no tilting. Uh, but you know what? You, you we all get a moment to tilt to ourselves. So we, you know, we're entitled to that. But um, you know, it's season long. It's only week two. Uh, we got a long way to go, so let's get to it. But you know, there was a lot of positive performances, so let's let's get to the to the studs. And I just want to clarify because I guess we didn't clarify last week, but uh, the our new listeners that are with us this year, they probably they heard us calling out Jags and were like, "What the heck is that?" Um, you know, are they talking about Jacksonville Jaguars players? And no, we're not. A Jag is is a just a guy. Uh, so it's a segment we do on here. Uh, highlighting uh, the guys that stunk it up for you uh, and were just a guy on 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 their fantasy day. So, um, but the studs first quarterback position: Dak Prescott, my start of the week, thirty nine point eight fantasy points, four hundred fifty pass yards, one passing touchdown, three rushing touchdowns. Greg, what do you make of Dak's performance in this stunning forty to thirty nine comeback win against the Atlanta Falcons? Oh, man, this was amazing performance by Dak. Oh, man, it was in a comeback performance, too. He almost caught the injury bug. This man went out for a couple plays. I was like, no, not Dak, too. No, not Andy <laughs> Dalton. Not, not Andy Dalton. <laughs> he started warming up. He threw one pass, and then, and then they had to bring him back out. So uh, I'm glad he had the toughness to come back. Um, yeah, it, it was a good performance by him. Uh, it was just excellent. You know, this is the games that this is what we've expected from Dak. He's going to be in a lot of high over games all year that this offense has to rely on him and, and Zeke and the receivers to, to put up numbers. So, uh, yeah, lock it in Dak to be a QB one all year and to, for that, that boom value that will win you weeks for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, he also those three rushing touchdowns. I think that's huge. Uh, Dak Prescott in his career, uh, you know, coming into last year, 
average six six rushing touchdowns a year. He didn't hit that number last year. Uh, so technically, Dak was due for some positive regression. Making making way right here, three rushing touchdowns. There we go. Uh, QB two on the week. That would be Cam Newton, thirty five point five eight fantasy points, three hundred ninety seven passing yards, forty seven rushing yards, one passing touchdown, and two rushing touchdowns. Greg, what do you make of Cam Cam's performance in this one on this uh, Sunday night football? Oh man, bro. Cam, Cam, oh man, if they won this game, like, Cam has an early MVP candidate, like, the way he played, the accuracy he showed, getting Edelman involved, Edelman had a career high in yards, he's never done that with Brady, like, that's, yo, it's crazy, (laughs) Cam, Cam was balling, he was dropping dimes, accuracy was on point, uh, just taking over at the goal line, a a goal line play, you know it's gonna happen, he's a rushing touchdown to Cam, it almost happened again at the end of the game, he, he, yeah, we were talking about, he might end up with 20 rushing touchdowns, he's their best quarterback, best running back, this is the man, this is the league winner you talked about, this is the league winner, yeah, we saw, he's gonna carry teams to to the championship. Yeah, man, I mean, this, he was getting slept on by the fantasy community, as we got closer to draft season, people started sharpening up, but if you were drafting and you were able to get this guy in the 11th, uh, 10th round to add him to your roster, that's the league winning material that we talk about. That's what uh, Lamar Jackson provided last year. That's what Patrick Mahomes provided the year before that. So that's got to be great. Another guy that's providing that value for you right now, that is Josh Allen. And maybe people are going to stop sleeping on him in terms of fantasy and maybe from a football perspective too. Um, 34.48 fantasy points. 417 pass yards, four passing touchdowns. Uh, he only had 18 rushing yards, so he didn't even need the rushing floor for you this time. Greg, let me just give you some names real quick. <laughs> Peyton Manning, uh-huh. Tom Brady, uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. That list is the only quarterbacks to have 700 pass yards, over six touchdowns, and no interceptions through their first two games. What do you got to say about Josh Allen? Oh, man. He's... Yo, is he is he the safest fantasy run quarterback? And like besides Mahomes, after Mahomes and Lamar, like uh, this is is Josh, <clears throat> Josh Allen. Like he's he's just so safe. Like it, I think it, you it, mean after Lamar, just after, after Lamar, after Lamar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yo, yo, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't even I can't even like argue against that. Like. He has safer games. Like if Mahomes and, and the offense is not rolling, it, it could be bad. It, I, I've seen ugly games where the Bills can't score ten points, and Josh Allen still thrives. Like so, it, still walks out with eighteen fantasy yeah, points. Like, comes out limping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like thirty incompletions. Like <laughs> doesn't matter. Josh Allen is there. Like his rushing floor is his plays, his carries on third down and fourth down. He yeah he he, he carries the team in stretches even if they're not scoring. So. He, he might be yeah, the safest, if not one of the safest quarterbacks in fantasy. Yeah, man. And you were getting him so cheap. And it's like, you know what? It's like, I don't know. I can't. I have no idea what it is with Josh Allen. Maybe it's the, you know, the inaccurate passes that we see sometimes. But fantasy players, like, we shouldn't care about what a guy looks like when he's playing football. Nah. We just should just care about, you know. I mean, yeah. ultimately, yeah, ultimately we do care. But, you know, we... We didn't play Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow in fantasy because he was he was a great quarterback. We played Tim Tebow in fantasy because he he got it done. Yep, and that's what Josh Allen does for you here. Um, I don't know what it was. I mean, we caught on to to Kyler Murray, who we'll talk about in a little bit. We caught on to 
to Dak Prescott. We caught on to Cam Newton. We caught on to Lamar Jackson. What is it about Josh Allen that two <laughs> years in a row, his ADP is just criminally underrated? Like two, like two years ago, last year he was undrafted. This year, I got Josh Allen in the in the eleventh, tenth round of drafts. Like it doesn't, it did That's not make crazy, any sense. Yo. That's crazy. It, he, it does not make any sense. Yeah, but that don't, that won't happen again anymore. No, 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 no. no. I'm Josh Allen's. Yeah, I'm targeting him every year from now on. Like, because I know he's gonna get slept on next year. You know he's gonna get slept on still next year. Oh, there's no way. There's no way. People are talking about Josh Allen in the MVP race right now. There's no way. There's no way people are. There's no way he's gonna get slept on. That's crazy. Uh, this time, this time next year. Or going into fantasy uh, next year. I, I hope not. That'd be dope. <laughs> um, the QB four of the week. This is a guy who's game. I think he's gonna win the MVP uh, vote at the end of this year. Uh, that is Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. He's the QB four on the week. Kyler Murray, who's also being talked about as MVP candidate, the QB five. Matt Ryan, QB six. Patrick Mahomes, the QB seven. Ryan Tannehill, the QB eight. Gardner Minshew, the QB nine. Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, QB ten, uh, Ryan Fitz, Ryan Fitz Magic, there it is, QB eleven, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jared Goff, the QB twelve. Greg, what do you think of these stud performances? Uh, I will throw out another honorable mention uh, stud performance because I know you want to talk about him, yes. uh, most specifically his his head coach, but Justin Herbert uh, with the with the. Coming in 311 passing yards in his rookie debut. Found out he was starting before the seconds after the coin toss. <laughs> Anthony Lynn said, uh, you're, you're starting. He was like, uh, yeah. Like, he, uh, didn't, he, he was like, <laughs> oh, he wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't ready. But he played well. Oh, man. but he was clearly ready. He was clearly My ready. man was clearly ready. 300, 300 passing yards in his debut. A rushing touchdown and a uh, passing touchdown. Even was able to get the Chargers into field goal range after Mahomes put the go-ahead the touchdown Super Bowl on him. Champions, yo! The Super Bowl champions. This man had no flinch in him, none. <laughs> and we saw an offense that was. We, we were talking about it on on Saturday. I wanted nothing to yep. do with this offense. Yep, you said it, and I'm like, yeah, I think <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was thinking it, this this. This is a conservative offense with Tyrod, but now with Herbert, well, not now with Herbert, because your boy Anthony Lynn is like, <laughs> when Tyrod's back, <laughs> he's the guy. I don't know what that means. I don't know if he's what, what he's smoking or not, but I, I'm not a head coach. I don't know. I think if you saw that game, I, I watched that entire game. He just, he gave the offense life. Like, he he was moving the ball down the field. He got it to his targets. Mm-hmm. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, uh, got it to Eckler, and, and Joshua Kelly were, were both thriving, like, I think they're better. They're totally better offense with this team with him at the helm, and I don't see why Tyrod. Justin, Justin Herbert on Sunday was everything that we wanted Tyrod to be. Yes. when we when the season started. Yes, <laughs> it's just like when Tyrod got the concussion and Baker came in, and then that's what we wanted to see what the Browns' offense was. Without yeah, right, it was crazy. <sighs> oh man. You know what? This just goes back to a point that I made in the preseason, which was. Irrational coaching is does not exist. It it is not real because people are irrational. Therefore, some coaches are irrational. Yep. So, yeah. But uh, highlighting some other people on this list, uh, Gardner Minshew, man, QB. Yeah, man. He, you know the QB nine on the week. Yeah, man. Uh, gotta stop disrespecting this man. And the the matchups 
the matchups coming up, man. Oh, man. They're you, nice. You already know we're going to talk about that. That matchups coming up are real nice, yo. Real nice. Um, another guy who I think should just be stop being slept on and is giving me hope for uh, current high school. I mean NFL team Jets, the New York Jets quarterback, uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, that's Ryan Tannehill. Um, you know he's he, you know four touchdown passes mm-hmm. this Sunday. Um, you know he's obviously playing much better, playing efficient in this Titans offense, which you know we we know is this smash mouth offense. Uh, but they they can do whatever they want it seems so um, you know he's a guy I think is should be picked up and should be started going forward I don't think that he's somebody that should be streamed um, but then then we get to the Jags the just the guys the guys that you you literally could have picked up I don't know Joe Burrow and started him or Gardner Minshew and started him or Ryan Fitzpatrick who was probably rage dropped after Week One oh, yeah, and started absolutely. him yeah. But my stream of the week, Kirk Cousins, he was just bad. And I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry that I recommended Kirk Cousins out to you as a potential play. I didn't know that he would implode and go for 113 pass yards and three interceptions. Greg, I think I could play I could play better than that in an NFL game than what Kirk Cousins did with the uh, Nick three Mullins, interceptions there. Nick Mullins had more points. Than Kirk Cullen. Well, he, I mean, Nick Mullins was playing a high school team, so there's really, you know, there's really, you know, no comparison there. At least, at least Kirk Cousins had to face off against NFL competition. Yeah, but Nick Mullins came in with like a quarter <laughs> left and still did more than Kirk Cousins in an entire game. <laughs> oh man! Yo, shout out to Danny uh, Dimes. He also didn't uh, come through for me. Yeah, it's just in general for my for my heart and being my breakout quarterback. This wasn't the game for him. But I thought it was going to be yeah. good after that. The Steelers game. just the, It was a tough defense, but the Steelers game showed me some hope. So that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if many people were really looking to play Danny Dimes. Yeah. I don't. I, I know that, you know, we had said that you could play him. I know I recommended him as a DFS play. Um, so, but he, he didn't come through there. But yeah, uh, really outside of that. Yeah, it's really just Kirk Cousins looking at you, bro. Yeah. Um. All right, moving on to the running backs, man. The studs at the running back position. Aaron Jones, forty three point six fantasy oh, points. Man. If basically, if you had Aaron Jones, you won. Mm-hmm. If you faced Aaron Jones, you lost. Yep. That's pretty much how it went. Uh, two hundred and thirty six scrimmage yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Greg. What do you think of Aaron Jones' performance, and what do you think of all the people that said that screamed regression, regression, fade Aaron Jones? Yeah, including me. I, you know, regression of that touchdown uh, number, but <laughs> he, the touchdown number is not going away. It seems like because now he is now the best receiver and the best running back on his team with Devontae being hurt. Uh, yeah, it's just Aaron Jones. We we know the boom is gonna his boom is up there with McCaffrey and probably one, like the highest in in the league with running back wise because. It's crazy, and he he only played forty six percent of the snaps. The man is insane. Dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. insane. Uh, what the the volume and production that he could do, and it's just gonna continue uh, next week. And and even with Devontae in or Devontae out, it doesn't matter. It, they're gonna have to rely on Aaron Jones going forward. Absolutely, and I I think Greg, I think I figured it out. What if Aaron Jones before the game starts, he puts a magnet in the end zone? Mm-hmm. And then he has his he puts a, a big sheet of metal underneath his shoulder pads. 
and he's just uh, he's just love, attracted he's, yep. to the end zone. Yeah, yeah you know, maybe. and just <laughs> maybe. Yeah, you're right. It's crazy because this man just does not seem to stop stop scoring touchdowns. It's all he does, man. Uh, so yeah, maybe 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 uh, I don't know. Maybe Aaron Jones uh, shouldn't be slept on going forward. This is just what he does. Nah, yeah. Um, RB two on the week. Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. let's go. 25.8 fantasy points, 124 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Greg, what do you got to say about Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb, this is this is nice. RB1 volume, RB1 numbers. Uh yeah, this is this is this is beastly for him. It's good to see him and both Kareem Hunt thrive. Uh yeah, hopefully the Browns as long as they're, you know, favoring in games, this is the game plan they want. Like we talked about the Thursday night recap. Uh, they want to run the ball, so he's going to be a bona fide one going forward, especially with these injuries. He is not; he's definitely a bona fide one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, somebody else that uh, you know, Nick Chubb makes me happy, but then this person just stabs me in the heart. That is Leonard Fournette, the RB three on the week, twenty five point six fantasy points, hundred and three rushing yards, uh, two rushing touchdowns, had a forty six yard rushing touchdown in the in this one. Greg, what did you make of Leonard Fournette's performance? Yeah, this is this is dope. I mean, I mean, not dope for Ronald Jones people and Ronald Jones owners, uh, but definitely dope for Fournette owners that I had him on. You know, I mean, Fournette uh, GMs that had him on their roster um, because you know when he got traded, people were, were panicking, people were tilting, but uh, he still found value in. Uh, you know, we were, I was talking about it early in the year, like maybe, you know, towards the year, he'll see, seem like the better runner. So they'll eventually start getting him more involved. And it's, it's just scary now for, for probably both of them. You you don't want to have this like paper Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones situation from last year, basically, which sucks. It's just a souped up version of them. Yeah, basically a souped up version of Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones. Yep, a better Ronald Jones and a way better Peyton Barber. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that's exactly how I feel about this. I mean, uh, Ronald Jones apparently had a miscommunication with, with Tom Brady, which led to a fumble. And so we know how Bruce Arians yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very unforgiving. It is very, <laughs> very unforgiving. Uh, very easy to end up in this doghouse. So um, Ronald Jones, my start of the week, ends up getting, I guess, essentially benched mid-game for Leonard Fournette. Uh, so yeah, like you said, this thing's going to be a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I thought that Ronald Jones at least would get us a one more week and then we could figure out what to do after that. Maybe sell high, but, uh, this is going to be a mess going forward, but a backfield that is definitely not going to be a mess. Just, you know, roster both of these guys, start both of these guys. If you have them, cream hunt comes in as the RB four, uh, CMC coming in as the RB five before he, he uh, left you, so you know, still giving you a good performance there. Uh, RB six, David Montgomery. The RB seven, James Robinson. The RB eight, Ezekiel Elliott. The RB nine, Daryl Henderson. The RB ten, James Conner, coming back from the dead. Mm-hmm. RB eleven, Chris Carson, and the RB twelve, Jonathan Taylor. Greg, any of these studs matchups or stud performances stick out to you? And any honorable mentions that you want to uh, shout out as well? 
Oh, shout out, you know, uh, James Robinson being in the top 12. This is mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. dope. They, they, they've reported that they, you know, maybe want to lean on him more. And I think going forward, the Jags are going to be better than we thought. So <laughs> this is going to be nice. Yeah, for, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be definitely nice for James Robinson and his game script. And he catches passes, too. So I see him. No reason why he shouldn't be involved in uh, even in some negative game script as well. Uh, so that, that's big for him. Miles Sanders stepping up, too. That was big for him. Uh, so yeah. Uh, other than that, just the JT show, man. It's this is this is this is his backfield. <laughs> no winning, losing. Oh, yeah, this this is this is the JT show. Oh yeah, uh, gotta love the JT show. Dominating the touches there. Uh, twenty twenty six, twenty seven touches, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, did not see that coming. Daryl Henderson coming in with a a top performance. We left him for dead, but that man is clearly. Uh, obviously with the injury to Cam Akers, which we'll get to, but he's clearly uh, making making us, rem- reminding all of us that the Rams' backfield is a hot mess. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> David Montgomery, he is, uh, he's healthy, man. He's yeah. healthy. He yeah. looks good. He looks, he, he has, he scored a nice uh, receiving touchdown. He did. He you know, did. He left he, that game, he looks too, good, man. came back. So, it was good. Came man. back. Um, maybe he's somebody that, you know, try to buy low on, especially with all these injuries happening. Um, shout out to guys, Melvin Gordon, Mark Ingram had yep. a good game. Yep. Uh, Joshua Kelly, uh, 24 carries, 23 carries, something like that. Uh, also threw in some, some receptions. Um, whoa. Where did Austin Eckler end up on the week? He did oh, not no. make Austin, the top Eckler, twelve. Eckler did well. He had sixteen point eight. No, yeah, yeah. He, Eckler did well. I just I was surprised that he didn't end up in the top twelve. Oh yeah, yeah. right. I don't think because he didn't get a touchdown. <clears> honestly, <throat> if he would have got maybe a touchdown, that definitely would have put him in there. But he ran very well. He ran, well, he had six yards per carry, so uh, it was very efficient for him. How was that touch distribution for these two for Josh Joshua Kelly and Austin uh, well, Eckler? Do you Eckler know? had sixteen carries. Kelly had twenty four. So. <laughs> And then as but far how as how many receptions? Uh, I think they were about the same. Had. They were targeted about four or five times both, and both caught about three or four passes. Um, it's it's really honestly, I saw that entire game. It was two plays Eckler, and then two plays Kelly. Two plays Eckler. There's a true fifty fifty split. It's crazy. Okay, I mean, well then that's good though. Yeah, honestly, I mean, if they could be Hunt it's, and it's, it's, and Chubb. That's that that I could I could live with that. But it, they're even showing that almost regardless of the game script. True. I mean, they haven't been in a situation where they're down by a lot, but both of them are getting used in similar situations. It doesn't seem like, you know, one is being used specifically for passing situations right. and one's being used specifically for for running situations. Right, right, right. They, they both so can do both. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's at least good. Um, some Jack performances. Uh, Todd Gurley, man, that was ugly. Yeah, for that, that was game, ugly. for a seventy-nine point game, <laughs> like he ran to put that. <laughs> yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't good. It was. But that that backfield also seems like that is a a three man rotation in a sense. Well, it's it's like a uh, a fifty forty ten situation going on over there with Todd Gurley and and Brian Brian Hill and and Ito Smith. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, then Zach Moss didn't play very well. I thought. Yeah, in the thirty-one twenty. Yeah, game. no. Against the Dolphins, that's that's tough. Only ha- it didn't have any pa- any uh, receptions, which was the one thing I was kind of banking on for him to kind of have his day. But he only had eight carries for thirty-seven yards. Yeah, which I thought was also interesting because Devin Singletary also didn't have a very good game. So 
this could be a little concerning for for Buffalo backfield going forward, just yeah. with the volume of pass attempts that Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, he's got <laughs> he's got almost seventy pass attempts through two games, or over seventy pass attempts through two games. So yeah, him um, and Tannehill are like 80. are like new new pay players this year. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so Tannehill's uh, efficiency ends up hurting Derrick Henry in this one. Who, you know, we all everybody loved. Everybody. Uh, Everybody loved Derrick Henry this Everybody. week. Uh, <laughs> he, every, every every single person and their mother loved Derrick Henry this week. Uh, but he ends up not coming through. Um, Good days are to come for him. I mean, he's still got 25 carries, so I uh, I'm not too worried. Yeah, that play where he slid into the in the in the the neck where his neck got kind of hooked. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. All right, the wide receiver one on the week. That would be Calvin Ridley, 26.4 fantasy points and a half point PPR. This man had seven catches, 109 yards, two touchdowns in this one. Greg, what do you have to say about Atlanta's wide receiver one? I mean, Calvin Ridley. <laughs> yo, yo, this man is, is balling. He's a touchdown machine. Uh, we talked about it. If this man is going to get seven to eight carries, it's just lock it in. He's going to be a wide receiver one. Uh, so if the volume's going to be there, which we know is going to be there this year, he's he's the wide receiver. You know, he, uh, on the depth chart is the wide receiver too. But, yeah, his, the targets are going to be there. Expect at least, you know, nine to ten a game. This is, this is what he's going to be uh, in higher running games like the Falcons are going to be in. And uh, him and Julio should should thrive together. Uh, and, and, uh, the consistency is there. Like Julio... Every time I feel like I I, I mention Julio and want to play Julio on FanDuel, he never comes through. But Calvin really seems to always have these boom games uh, once in a while. Well, not once in a while, just consistently now. Well, today was an historic day in, in FanDuel pricing. Calvin Ridley is now more expensive than Julio Jones. Oh, on my gosh. Damn. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but still cheaper on DraftKings, so keep an eye out on that. Um, but no, Calvin Ridley, he's the number one wide he's the number one wide receiver in fantasy. Granted, it's only been two weeks, but um he this is what he was doing at the end of last year. Yep. He he seems to catch all of Matt Ryan's touchdowns. So um, you know, we're definitely gonna have to see, you know, if this can continue, but definitely excited about it. Um, you know, obviously I, you know, I'm very high on Calvin Ridley. He's one of my breakouts at the position. Uh, so this is this is awesome to see. Um, wide receiver two on the week, somebody that we all thought that we wouldn't see much uh, much production from, but his quarterback is is heating up, and so therefore he's heating up as well. That is Stephon Diggs, twenty five point three fantasy points, eight catches, one hundred and fifty three yards, one receiving one uh, touchdown reception. Greg, what do you make of Stephon Diggs? Oh man, this is this is great. Um, yeah, I didn't. I mean, I I expect him to you know do well and have great games, but him and John Brown are both thriving. So with that is a more unexpected to me. I think I didn't think it was gonna be weeks where both of them are thriving. Now both the, in the first two weeks they both had good games. So it, Josh Allen supporting uh the passing offense more than the rushing uh the running backs. Uh, so it seems like Josh Allen's the running back right now, and then he's just passing it to the, to those two guys. So uh, this is this is good for him. Um, going forward um we'll see if that he can keep this consistency and this uh josh allen can keep this this passing volume uh up yeah man i mean stefan diggs is definitely um you know showing out as the wide receiver one for for josh allen um you know definitely 
you know, I guess for some of us, I mean, I think I had him coming. I think coming in the season, I had him right outside my wide receiver 20 as my wide receiver 21. So um, he's, you know, definitely performing a little bit. Uh, I mean, granted, through two weeks, he's through he's performing higher than than those expectations. So uh, he's somebody that I think was slept on, you know, just by everybody, just because yeah. we didn't know how, you know, him going to a situation where he's going from Kirk Cousins to Josh Allen, how that would affect him. But it seems like he's uh, he's not missing a beat here. Uh, somebody whose quarterback situation uh, is definitely being affected or is definitely affecting him. Uh, but this week he he shakes it off. That is Terry McLaurin, Terry. wide receiver three this week. Scary Terry coming in with 22 points, seven catches, 125 yards, and one touchdown reception. Greg, what do you make of Scary Terry's performance in this, this one? Is dope. I mean, yo, yo, two, both, both of your breakouts come in the top three. That's crazy, yo. That's what's up. Hey, uh, man. Yeah, yo, uh, this is dope. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, first, first week, you know, he's he. This is this is this is Scary Terry. Yo, it's this he's been thriving with Dwayne Haskins, so over overcoming. He could be like you know a little D hop where you're playing through bad quarterback play. Uh, you know, if if this is gonna have to do with this, they they got Cleveland next week, so a vulnerable secondary that they could probably attack. Um, it's just uh, he's just attached to Dwayne Haskins, which it does suck. But Scary Terry didn't affect him last year, and I don't think it's gonna affect him this year. Yeah, man. I mean, they played in they played together in college, so like they should they should be able to figure this out. I don't, yeah, like, I don't get yeah. it. Like, you know, I just have to imagine like what the conversations between Terry and and Dwayne Haskins are like nowadays because Terry's this, you know, when they were coming out of college, you know, Dwayne Haskins was the first round pick, Terry McLaurin. He was like this unknown third round pick where everyone, he got drafted. Everyone was like, who's this kid from Ohio State? Because he wasn't Paris Campbell. Yep. And <laughs> and now Terry McLaurin's like seen as like one of the top receivers in the league and Dwayne Haskins, his, his quarterback that's not up to snuff. You know, one of these conversations like these days. He's like, just throw it to Always me. Give me, just give me ten <laughs> targets. I got you. That's all he's probably telling him, <laughs> right? <laughs> um. All right. Moving down the list of the wide, the studs at the position. Wide receiver four, Julian Edelman. Your your sleeper, sleeper at the position, yeah. man. Yes, sir. Mike Evans, your start of the week, and then Tyreek Hill coming in as wide receiver six. Deontay Johnson coming oh. in as a wide receiver seven. DK Metcalf, wide receiver eight. DeAndre Hopkins, a wide receiver nine, and oh my gosh, why did he have to do it to me? Tyler Boyd, <laughs> wide receiver ten. Uh, <laughs> Chase Claypool coming in as the wide receiver eleven. Mainly did that on one catch, yep. but uh, still shout out to him. And then Tyler Lockett coming in as the wide receiver twelve. Uh, Greg, some honorable mentions for you. Any at all on the stud performances? Uh, Odell. And DJ Moore, definitely DJ Moore. I, oh yeah, fact, yeah. DJ yeah, Moore yeah. balled out. I'm I'm happy to see him bounce back. That would have been a nice buy low in week one if you would have got him. This man is, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about the target share. He's gonna he's gonna dominate it. There's no reason why he shouldn't kill uh, going forward as you know the wide receiver one we expected him to be. Yeah, man. DJ Moore actually absolutely came through. He smashed. Um, was hoping to be able to buy low if he had a bad game, but should have should have did that. We we did try though, Greg. Yeah, we did yeah. try. We tried to buy low on DJ Moore after the bad game, uh, but uh, you know I, I'd expect his targets to even go up now with with no CMC for oh, yeah. you know extended Absolutely. period of time. Yeah, DJ Moore is gonna you know earn more targets. Um, 
you know, another player uh, who's probably going to earn more targets and should earn more targets. That's Robbie Anderson. He yep. went nine for one nine for one oh nine this week. So hey, we said it last week. If he does it again, he's yeah, like right, like he's heating up. You ever play NBA jams? It's heating up. Now he's two <laughs> games. Next game he's on fire. So yep. Uh, you know, we just we gotta we just gotta play Robbie Anderson until until the streak ends. Um, and then John Brown, like we talked about earlier, uh, thriving still as a, as coming in. I think he came as a wide receiver at 13 so far. But, um, you know, definitely coming in and, uh, you know, thriving as a as a high-end wide receiver, too, in this uh, new Josh Allen-led offense. Absolutely. And then uh, the Jags, uh, the first Jag I'm going to bring up today is Scott Miller. That's oh. right, Scott. <laughs> you're no longer You're no longer Scotty. You're just Scott now. You're uh, no more Scotty too hot. Apparently, you just Scotty too cold. No more Scotty too hot. <laughs> just Scotty too cold. Just Scott. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Scott Miller not coming through this week. Uh, I literally, I think one of the first things I tweeted today was, I can't wait until tomorrow to drop Scotty Miller because, and I have to wait until tomorrow because, yes, I started him everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I, could. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? I try. I should have. I should have just taken your warning, Greg. Should have just done that. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I guess they they want to be a running team. It looks like because Brady didn't throw for that many yards, and uh, yeah, it seems like they want to emphasize those those two well, that one two punch that they got going on there. <laughs> well, apparently he did. Scott Miller did he drop did, a touchdown yep, pass. I did hear that he dropped the diving deep touchdown again, he, or not again, but he like, dropped a touch. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I mean the process was there. I'm not gonna yeah. fully, fully kill myself here. The process was there. Uh, he's he was playing a significant amount of snaps, which he did. Chris Godwin was out. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. up favored. It was good. It was good process. It was, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, any other Jags for you, Greg? I know uh, Hollywood Robinson Brown's another one that's two weeks in a row now. Ugh. That's killed you. He's got nine targets though. Yeah, nine targets. Yo, you lock it in for nine, yo. He's gonna get. <laughs> 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 nine last week, nine this week, uh, or ten. I think ten or nine. Not, yeah. No, it's not. It was nine and nine. It was nine, nine, and, nine. and nine. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. That's. I. I would stay. Yeah. I, I, you got to. You got. I'm playing still him. playing. Yeah. Him. You got to still play him. Just playing him. If it you, just sucks because you like you want to blame it. I mean, I I want to blame it on Mitch Trubisky, but like I can't because two did, favorable he, defenses too. Oh man, the matchups <sighs> are juicy in both. Uh, so yeah, Anthony Miller put up a zero. Oh man, yeah, that was yeah. It, uh, what's his name? Mooney. Adam man, Thielen Mooney's taking Anthony Miller's spots. <laughs> oh crazy. man, Adam Thielen suffered from what we like to call Kirk Cousins playing quarterback. Yep, yep. Um, uh, my busted here. Ty is two weeks in a row now. Ty is not doing two weeks well. in a row. Yep, bust is not. He is he is busting. Um, but Paris Campbell is out, which we'll get to obviously. Um, maybe Michael Pittman Jr. Michael is trending here. Yo, yo, yo. I don't know. Um, but uh, Michael Gallup, he seems to maybe have been passed up by C.D. Lamb, does it seem? I don't know. Uh, I like, I mean, I think he's he's going to still get more. He's going to still get some boom games. I think it might be a little harder to call this year, though. Um, I Yeah, I mean, he is playing a, a more high-risk a high role. He's He's... He's he leads this team in, in uh, terms of air yards. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh. I. Yeah. He. He definitely is a boom guy. He. He definitely seems to you know win a lot of routes. Um. He's just not connecting right now. So. 
I, I would give him, you know, a, a couple of weeks. I think he's earned that uh, from last year. He, he, you know, has some off games, but his boom games are, are, are pretty good. But C.D. Lamb wasn't here last year. I know. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And, and even with Blake John going down, Dalton Schultz just stepped right in. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Dalton Schultz, we'll get to the tight ends right now. The tight end won on the week. That was Tyler Higby. 25.9 fantasy points, five catches, 54 yards, three touchdowns. Why couldn't you give some of those to Cooper Cup? But anyways, Tyler Higby coming in as a tight end one. Greg, what do you got to say about Higby, man? This is dope. This is uh, you know, the this is what you drafted. This is what we saw at the end of last year. Uh, this kind of you know boom potential as far as getting touchdowns. A tight end getting three touchdowns is amazing. So uh, this is a guy you got to definitely just plug and play. We know he's gonna be a tight end one for the rest of the year. Uh, hey man, at least they got one to Robert Woods though. That's that's nice. Finally. Finally. Oh yeah, by way of rushing, <laughs> by way of rushing, they I got like one. It, I like it. Robert. Otherwise, Robert Robert Woods did get shut down by Darius Slay. Two that's, catches, twelve yards. That's fine, you know. All those games with all those yards and no touchdown. He deserved this one. What? No. He yards. deserved. He, he deserved, deserved this, this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, the tight end two on the week. We said Ooh. you could play him. He's my breakout tight end, Mike Gusecki. Twenty three fantasy points, eight catches. 130 and a touchdown. Greg, what do we got to say about Mike Gusecki? This is awesome in a tough matchup, too. You got to like this for sure. Um, he's over this, and uh, yeah, this is this is what you're going to expect for a guy that you got really late, like right after Noah Fan or right before him. Um, both those guys are thriving right now, and, and uh, it's going to be nice for, for him going forward, especially with Devontae Parker a little banged up here and there. He's playing, but yeah, they, uh, Fitzpatrick or Tua is going to rely on Mike yeah, man. I mean, he's playing that slot role for for the uh, or one of the slot roles for the Miami Dolphins, and uh, definitely a high leverage position for them, especially in a team that's probably going to be in, in trailing mode a lot of times. Um, tight end three on the week. That is your sleeper at the, your sleeper at the position. Yes, sir. Uh, Johnu Smith, man, twenty two point four fantasy points. Eight catches, four, uh, 84 yards, two res- uh, receiving touchdowns in this one. Uh, had two and seventy two receptions and seventy five yards and a touchdown in the within the first two plays of the game. Greg, <laughs> yeah. what do we got to say about Jonu Smith in this performance, man? I mean, I had him on our sleeper this year with AJ Brown, but without AJ Brown, this is a tighter one for sure. Uh, yeah, he's going to be, you know, eating up the middle of the field. Uh, we haven't seen his, like, running potential, which he had in the first game as well. Like, he, he's he's going to be uh, a factor going forward for sure for Tannehill, especially uh, an improved throwing Tannehill, too. I just love it. Oh, yeah, man. Um, one, two things I want to say. Shout out to Adam Humphreys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was, Shout he out was... to that. Great call. <laughs> also, awesome call, Adam Humphreys. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. But the second thing I'm noticing, I'm noticing a trend here. Uh, Mike Gusecki against Jacksonville this Thursday. Uh, Jacksonville has n- has been terrible against the slot receiver, the tight end, and running backs out of the backfield. So uh, definitely something to watch with Miami uh, in their matchup with Jacksonville Thursday. But rounding out the top 12 tight ends, Jordan Reed coming in as a tight end four, uh, filling in for George Kittle, Travis Kelsey the tight end five, Dalton Schultz, the tight end six. Greg, your breakout, Noah Fant coming in as a tight end seven. Hayden Hurst, we said it. Be look, be on the lookout for the bounce back. Coming in as a tight end eight. Mo Alley Cox. Oh my God, we got to <laughs> love that Philly. name. Honestly, that name is beautiful. yeah, right. 
hyphenated. Gotta love that one. Uh, former basketball player. I think that's why Greg loves him most. But the tight end 10 on the week, that would be CJ Uzama, uh, who's obviously out for the year with the Achilles. We should have known when this happened Yo, on Thursday. Yo, I just about to say but, that. We should have known it was going to be a bad week. <laughs> Uzama tore his Achilles, uh, yo. Uh, Hunter Henry coming in as a tight end 11. And then Tyler Eifert coming in as a tight end 12. Uh, some honorable mentions. Greg, your start of the week, Evan Ingram bounced back with a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was just basically, did you score a touchdown or not? And he didn't, which was fine. But this is what you wanted to see. Uh, and then Jordan Aikens coming in with seven receptions, yes, man. Came through. Um, so, Greg, any other honorable mentions here? Any other guys that stuck out to you? As studs at the position. Uh, I mean, you talked about it, uh, Drew Sample earlier, and that it's going to be a guy that's that stepped up. But yeah, Dalton Schultz leading the Cowboys in targets is the most surprising thing. You, if you told me that going into this <laughs> week, I would have been like, "Stop it, please leave." So <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, uh, we talked about it before, on Saturday in the lead up to this to the game, or I think it was uh, part one, one of the game previews. But we said. Uh, you know, hey, we want to see it from Dalton Schultz first. He showed it to us. Uh, hey, go pick him up. He's viable. Um, but we'll obviously talk about that. Greg, some Jags at the at the position. I would. I just want to shout out one Jag because I know we're gonna they're gonna get through a whole lot. But I just want to shout out one Jag because this is very personal to me. Chris Herndon. Uh, <sighs> he didn't come through at yeah. all. It's yeah. been two weeks in a row. Yeah. Uh, even when he's been targeted, it hasn't even been great. But uh, Adam Gase is having, you know, Chris Herndon is pass blocking on the highest rate in the NFL for all tight ends. Yeah, I did hear that. He's, so, he's blocking a lot, which is not good at all. I mean, it's not like not who, who they blocking for. They don't got Le'Veon back there, like, you know, passing the ball. <laughs> right? Like, like this is literally what you have described Adam Gase has described as one of his best weapons, but isn't utilizing him. Instead, he's making him a glorified left tackle. When, when last year, I wouldn't have blamed you, but this year, you drafted a left tackle. <laughs> like, the offensive line is fortified, you know, but, you know, life life is as when Adam Gase is the head coach of your football team. Yeah. Um. So, so, so just, you know, he's, he's droppable. You can drop, you snip, can snip. drop him. Yes, sir. Snip, snip. Oh, the snip 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 is back. Yeah, the snip snips are oh, called the back. Snip, yo, snip, is, snip is, is back. Is back. Is <laughs> back. Um. All right. So another guy I think is worth the snip snip. That's Austin Hooper. Ooh. Uh, what do you What do you say, Greg? Uh, snip snip. I, I'm with you with Gronk though. That's a, definitely a snip snip. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Arians and tight ends. It's official. I don't want to hear it. It just doesn't work. Uh, Gronk, the greatest tight end to ever play this game, is a snip snip. <laughs> but uh, oh uh, yeah, who did you even name? I'm sorry. I was focused on Gronk uh, that he messed up. Austin Hooper. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It might be it might be tough. Just if there are gonna be a, a running team that you know, and Odell's probably gonna get the highest target share who's going to be that second guy is going to be hard to is only inconsistent between him and jarvis so unless he's getting touchdown which he's he's probably he's definitely not so uh yeah he might be a snip snip candidate for me but all these injuries though that's why he might he might still find his way it is so it it is so hard if you are if you rostered and or drafted and rostered and started austin hooper and watched thursday night football it would be so hard for you on 
Wednesday when waivers or on Tuesday when you're putting in your waivers for you to not see Drew Sample and watch what he oh, yeah. did on Thursday Night Football and watch how relentlessly he was targeted by uh, Joe Burrow and not want to add him to drop Austin Hooper. I agree it would be it. almost impossible. I agree. <laughs> it a lot of impossible. tight ends are stepping up as far as getting these targets, like low, low tight ends, sleeper tight ends, so... Yeah, I mean, we talked about it early in the year. Like, don't tie in if you're going to get one of the top two ones or just wait, man. Just wait and get someone late. Just so wait it out. You don't feel like you have to keep Austin Hooper because you drafted him so early. You know, you could get one of these waiver guys that we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, and some two other Jags at the position. Mark Andrews. Yep. Uh, but obviously he yeah, had one catch, worried. 29 not yards, worried not worried. Yeah. Another guy who people may be worried about, I'm not worried about it personally, but that's Logan Thomas. Oh, yeah, I'm not uh, worried. Nine targets. Not, nine targets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. <laughs> I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually kind of hoping somebody drops him uh, so that because they, they tilt and were mad and so then I could pick him up. Yeah. Um. All right, let's get to the sad stuff, man. The injuries. It is a a long, long list of injuries. Oh, um, man, I don't know where to start. Like, do we like just well with Saquon Barkley? Yeah, well, yeah the, <laughs> the injuries and what it means for the waivers. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, or Saquon. Yes, I took a picture. Yesterday. I was just gonna. I was just gonna list them. I was just gonna list them, and you tell me if I forgot anybody. No, no, go ahead. Uh, what you gotta do. <laughs> Saquon Barkley out for the season with a torn ACL. CMC. Uh, out four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. Mm. Sterling Shepard, turf toe out. He's going to be out for some time. Raheem Mostert, sprain MCL. Uh, he'll be out for some time. He's definitely going to miss week three. Uh, then it was reported that Tevin yep. Coleman's also suffering a knee injury. Uh, so that's new. Um, Cortland Sutton. Weeks, he, yeah, Tevin Coleman. He'll be out for several weeks. Yeah. Tevin Coleman will. Cortland Sutton, he's out for the year with a torn ACL. Uh, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo of the 49ers, he suffered a high ankle sprain. Uh, it looks like he's there's a chance he could play in week three against the Giants, but maybe they are maybe they won't. Uh, stud uh, defensive end for the Niners, Nick Bosa also tore his ACL. Uh, they also had uh, Solomon Thomas, who's another stud defensive lineman, uh, tear their ACL. Anthony or Barr injure his MCL shoulder ACL. Anthony. Anthony Barr has a torn pectoral muscle. He's out for the year. Uh, Cam Akers has he injured his ribs on Sunday. Uh, he's expected to be okay, but you know he'll be out some time. Obviously, uh, did, did I Devontae miss Adams? anybody? Devonte Adams has a he's one of the mild ones. He has a hamstring injury. Um, um, they said it, he's, it's not expected to be serious, but um, obviously, you know that's something to monitor there. Yeah. Uh, did I miss anyone? Sterling Shepard. Oh, I, no, I oh, covered Sterling Shepard. Okay, okay. Uh, Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell. Oh, uh, also has a knee injury. PCL or is the LCL? PCL, and PCL? PCL and MCL. Um, so he's out indefinitely. <laughs> I could I cry. Think I, got, I, think I, I think I got everybody. Oh, man. I'm a Tyrod Taylor, too. There you go. Oh, Tyrod, yeah, he was suffering what was supposedly, I guess we didn't cover that with um, when we covered, you know, we talked about Justin Herbert, but Tyrod, he uh, suffered, I guess, from what I had read was he got, uh, a shot. He, he got an injection pregame, uh, was having some sort of uh, negative reaction, some negative side effects to it, uh, which caused him to have issues 
breathing uh, and have chest issues, and he had to be taken to the hospital eventually, mm-hmm. which was what led to Justin Herbert being inserted as a starting quarterback uh, after the coin toss. So um, I think that's it. I I mean, I think that's it. I know we missed a couple of all those. Some There's a little, probably more mild injuries out there, but, yeah. Devontae Fields yeah, is just jumping either. from city to city, just working out for teams right now, basically. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll see where he signs <laughs> this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Greg, let's jump into this this waivers, man. Um, I know. I guess we'll start at the running back position. Yep. Uh, who Who are some of the top guys you're looking to add off waivers this week, man? Yeah. So for running back, um, just the top guys just mentioned. I think you know if for so the top guys that got hurt, Saquon, uh, CMC, Saquon situation. I don't think you know. I wouldn't go crazy and go get Deion Lewis like don't don't spend your no. waiver money and go hard for Deion Lewis um other than that so Wayne Gaum is probably gonna get activated he was a healthy scratch yesterday he'll probably be mm-hmm. inserted into that Saquon role more um with running the ball a little bit uh on the ground and Deion will be like the pass catching back but both these guys either one is not going to give you I think enough standalone value to like just drop your budget on so I wouldn't go crazy for them uh Mike Davis I think is the guy uh, to to step up and um he's he's coming in for CMC he got the nine receptions in relief I think he's going to be used at the very least in the pass catching role heavily uh he he was talented on Seattle he was used in Seattle so uh I think he's he's a guy that could be um you know a potential you know three down three down back for Carolina uh, and Teddy that could could drop off uh, some passes to him uh, so I, I think he's a guy number one for me uh, Daryl Henderson uh, after that uh, he's a guy you know it's going to be tough i don't know if you want to go ahead sean mcveigh he finally didn't lie man he this is a true three <laughs> three man work three man workhorse uh, uh set so they're using all three of these guys uh daryl henderson is going to be one of those guys to be used it's just going to be hard to call which one is going to uh, do well throughout the week um so i think mike davis won well, de- oh yeah no i was saying depending on how long uh depending on how long acres is out for right Henderson could be. This could be just be a two man backfield, True. which is a little bit easier that to is sort a little through. Easier. Yep, yep. Right. Um, you know, those touches are a little bit easier to 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 divide between those two guys and and actually get startable quality fantasy assets out of that. Yeah. But uh, you yeah, you said Mike Davis is one, and then Daryl Henderson would be two. Yeah, and then I, I think yeah. Lastly, for me, it would probably be Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin again. Yeah. Led this backfield yeah. in touches. In uh, in yards, he he he's the leader of this backfield. John Howard again got got the goal line touchdown, but that's all he is is like a two carry, like seven yard or in one touchdown guy. Miles Gaskin is seven rush seven carries, seven targets in the passing game, a total for you know ninety about ninety yards. He he's he's everywhere, so I think he should be a guy to add um, going forward. Yeah, he's only rostered in sixteen percent of Yahoo leagues. Yep, yep. Um, you know he's somebody that I think like I like I was saying. The Jacksonville Jaguars receptions to the running backs. You just look at what um, you look at what Indianapolis was able to do to, to, do to them in Week One. Uh, Derrick Henry was out, was also getting some targets against them in the past game as well. Uh, I think my and plus Miles Gaskin. This is what he's this is what he does in this offense. Uh, is there anybody else that you're interested in, Greg? 
Uh, running back, uh, the guys I named week one, um, just, you know, go get those guys. I, I mentioned them in week one. I'm going to keep pounding the drum on them to this. these percentages go up. Jared McKinnon is now probably the number one running back for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. So that's that's mm-hmm. pretty great if you got him in week one. I, and I, I was one of them that got him in our League of Extraordinary People. So I think you guys should go roster him for sure. And Joshua Kelly, this is a, this is a true split uh, with him and Eckler. Um, he's a guy... His percentages of rostership went up a little, but he's only rostered in 39% of leagues. It went up 27% last week. It's going to go up to over 50 easily this week. So he's a guy, you know, mm-hmm. he, he got the carries number, got 23 carries, got three targets. Um, him and him and Eckler could be a thriving one, too, with Justin Herbert. That's all I got to say. If it's with Justin <laughs> Herbert, sign me up. If it's not with Justin Herbert, I, it's going to be hard for this offense as a whole. Yeah, that would be the caveat there. Um, but you guys should all have, all you fantasy managers out there should all have Jarek McKinnon because we were telling you to draft Jarek McKinnon yep. with your last draft pick yep. instead of your kicker or your defense. So, um, But, yeah, I think I agree with you. I would have it depending on, obviously, the format of your league. But if you know if I'm in a half-point PPR, Mike Davis, Daryl Henderson. Uh, but, okay, where would you have, like, Miles Gaskin or Jarek McKinnon in, in terms of uh, a Mike Davis? Because I know you said that those are guys. Well, Miles Gaston's another guy that is available this week, but uh, Jared um, McKinnon was a guy that should should have probably been picked up last week. Yeah, but. yeah. If you if you didn't get Jared McKinnon last week, I think you should you should emphasize on him more because he he's he's in one of the you know run heaviest uh, t- uh, offenses in the league. Also, pass catching as well. Uh, and they got the Giants next week in a good matchup. So I, I would vote hone in on Jared McKinnon, uh, Mike Davis, and Joshua Kelly. Those three guys. I think you, uh, first Joshua Kelly. I think if I had to rank them, uh, then Jarek McKinnon mm-hmm. and then Mike Davis. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you on that one as well too. Because Jarek McKinnon, I think, obviously, what, like you said, from the receiving perspective as well, especially with these with the Niners banged up, yep. you know, at the receiver position. Yep. Um, you know, so he, he brings that there, uh, and then yeah, Miles Gaskin. He, he yeah, he's somebody that I probably would have him. I'd probably go Jarek McKinnon, Mike Davis, Miles Gaskin, or Daryl Henderson. Which which direction would you rather go in? Mm. Uh, I think. Um, uh, I think I'm gonna go Miles Gaskin only because uh, it seems like he's uh, the clear. He's more of a it's more of a clear pathway for him uh, to be as the number mm-hmm. one. Um, Daryl Henderson, Michael Brown. He he banged up his finger, but he he should be okay. So. It'll still be kind of a split between him, but I think Miles Gaskin is is, is going to own this backfield. Yeah, plus Miles Gaskin provides that safe reception floor as well. Yeah, yeah, um, which I think is key. Right. Um, all right, man. What about Devontae Freeman? You're going to go pick him up if he's available in your league. If you have if you have the roster spot, I mean, there's a reason he's been traveling with all these teams and still hasn't been picked up. So. I mean, maybe, maybe. Yeah, man, just... he's just got to get for the mileage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, he's good for the mileage. All right. I mean, so I, I think if you if you definitely have the roster spot, if if you have one of those guys that uh, you know, on IR for the year and are done, you don't need you don't need to put him in your IR. And it's not a keeper league. Just cut him, like, and and add add Devontae Freeman if you have the spot. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this Giants backfield. I'm not running out to go nah, get Deion Lewis. Nah. Like, I, I will, I will pick up Deion Lewis for a zero dollar bid. Yeah, yep. Or I'll pick up Wayne Gallman for like a dollar. Um, but I'm not really gonna prioritize these guys. 
because uh, like you said, we don't know how the situation is really going to pan out. Yeah. Um. All right. So what about the wide receiver position, man? Any any guys we got there at the wide receiver position? Wide receivers. Um. Just to the mention of new guys for this week, I think it's got to be uh, one. Uh, Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, those two guys. Um. Both forty-two percent and two percent roster, respectively. Uh. So the these these guys were the top two of the three target options for uh for the you know the Titans as AJ Brown's injury continues uh they should be you know to the the top guys uh, as far as you know Tannehill uh, getting downfield um they had uh Corey Davis has two touchdowns in as many games you know you talked about we talked about how he could be this year's Devontae Parker he's off to <laughs> a great start I mean hell man two touchdowns two games I think both these guys you you can consider them you know wide receiver fours, but with so, so some wide receiver three uh, upside uh, and maybe some flex considerations in some weeks if Tannehill is going to continue to throw like this. So I think that um, those two guys are in consideration. Uh, other than that, uh, Keelan Cole, uh, especially you know uh, this mm-hmm. it seems to be a very offense that just spreads the ball around. Like everyone's getting a touch mm-hmm. on this offense as far as pass catching. Garner is willing to hit whoever is open, and he's he's accurate at doing it. So Keelan Cole, another, you know, six-target day, uh, another touchdown. He has also two touchdowns in just as many games. So I think he's a guy you could look at uh, as uh, some wide receiver three, flex consideration uh, there. Um, Nikhil Harry uh, played well. Uh, I think, you know, he, he's going to step up, especially if in the games Cam has to throw. He got Julian Edelman his career high in receiving yards. I just can't stop saying that. It's just crazy that that that, <laughs> that never happened <laughs> with Brady, and it, he got he got it with Cam. Uh, it's insane. The second game with Cam. Yeah, the second game with Cam. Yeah, wild. Uh, so Nikhil Harry, I think, has some intrigue uh, as well in that same kind of deep league with Keelan Cole. Uh, and then lastly, in a deeper league, maybe PPR, your boy Braxton Berrios, yo. <laughs> oh man, so, yeah. The, the only. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, if if you're a slot receiver on the Jets, that's the only position that can be trusted as far as production on this on this offense. So, uh, uh, just if you you know if you're waiting for the scraps and you didn't get any of these guys, uh, I think Braxton Berrios is a, a a flyer you can you can get um, give you some safe points uh, to get. Yeah, I got actually. I have a another deep sleeper for you. Okay, let me I hear this. Me you hear. ready? All right, I'm ready. What's up? Miami Dolphins wide receiver Isaiah Ford. Mm, okay, that's a deep sleeper. I haven't even heard. Okay, okay. Yeah, so he is somebody that I was actually looking into. He he popped up when doing my DFS research because mm-hmm. uh, remember we talked about leading up to we talked about the Miami Buffalo game and I said that you know Mike Kosecki could probably have a good game here because you know the slot receiver is a you know the slot is a is a weakness for the Buffalo defense. Right. Well, Isaiah Ford leads all Miami Dolphins in slot snaps. He led Miami Dolphins players in slot snaps heading into week one or heading into week two. Um but that doesn't hurt Mike Kosecki at all because Mike Kosecki's a tight end who's just flexed out in the slot. So they're both playing the slot. Mm-hmm. So these two guys are the primary slot receivers for the Miami Dolphins. He had nine targets Seven catches and 76 yards against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he's got a game against Jacksonville. Remember I said Jacksonville has a weakness against a slot receiver. So it's just a, it's like a really deep play, really deep, deep, deep league play. But yeah, that's just, definitely. 
if you're hurting, um, and you, you know, you got this, everyone's hurting. So everyone's I, I hurting right you can now. Name anybody, you can name a lot of people. Um, and just to mention the guys that I, you know, banging the drum on, uh, from week one, Russell Gage, I told you to go get him. And this guy, he went mm-hmm. up 20%, but he's up, up to 21% rostered. He needs to be higher. Uh, this guy, another nine targets. Uh, caught six of them, got 46 yards, but he got the touchdown. Also almost threw for a touchdown because he is a former quarterback till Julio Jones, but Julio Jones dropped it. Um, so he would have had a very nice day. But he still, I think he's a he's a solid, you know, flex option, uh, low end flex going forward. Absolutely, uh, yeah, Absolutely. especially in in these games that the Falcons are going to be in, uh, high scoring. He's got week three against the Bears, but I think he's he's safer than than people think. So I, I like Russell Gage a lot. Um, MBS I uh, mentioned last week with Alan Lazar. Alan Lazar's percentage is pretty much up there now. But MBS he's only thirty six thirty six percent rostered. Uh, he was second in targets again uh, this week. Got three for sixty four. Um, he finished among uh, second among Packers receivers in snaps. Uh, Devontae Adams his health is up in the air, so you got to keep an eye on that. Uh, MBS is just a he's a boomer bust wide receiver. That's that's what you're gonna get. He had some he had some bad drops on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I know Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, I mean, him, but he, <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> but absolutely. I mean, he's he's boomer bust. I mean, three for sixty four. That just shows you yeah. the kind of output that you're that you're getting right yep. there from him. Yep. And lastly, our boy Lavisca Chenault. Uh, you got. We always got to mention go. him. We got to keep mentioning him. Banging the drum. He's just you know. I think he's just, he's just a viable stash that just keeps gaining momentum. Eight touches, five carries for thirty seven yards. Uh, total eight total touches, but then got the five carries, and then got the four uh, targets as well with three receptions for 35 yards. He's a hybrid running back wide receiver that you know we love in this league. Yeah, the Curtis Samuels, you know the Percy Harvins, but uh, yeah, he's gonna keep gaining momentum uh, for a team that's you know again yeah, better than we, we we think they're gonna be. Uh, Garner Mitchell giving it to everybody, so he's gonna be involved. Yeah, man, you got to go get LaVisca. I mean, if Thursday night football is coming up, he's about to be in prime time, so it's about to be the hardest time to get him because once people actually see a 6'2", 230-pound man line up at wide receiver, run wide receiver routes, and then when James Robinson mm-hmm. goes off the field, then you see LaVisca Chenault go back and be the be the backup <laughs> or be the, be the, the true tailback and take a carry and run for a first down. You're, it's going to blow your mind, so... Uh, LaVisca Chanel got to stash this man. He's, you know, I, I mean, in deep leagues, I'm starting him in some dynasty leagues, some deeper, some deep dynasty leagues, but in, uh, in, in deeper, deeper leagues, he's like approaching flex consideration for me. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, in a 16 team league, I, I, I would, if I had him, I would consider starting him, especially as a, a possible flex. Cause he, yeah, he's going to be involved in the offense and it doesn't matter. Cause if they're, if they're not passing the ball, he can be get running back snaps. And if they're not <laughs> running the ball, he'd be a wide receiver. So that's cool. Yeah. That's exactly, you know, the kind of stuff that you want in fantasy. That's, that's safe production, you know? Uh, and then you add a touchdown to that, then that's that's awesome. So um, anything else, Greg? Anything else we got? Oh, I know we got quarterbacks. Oh, Any quarterbacks. quarterbacks that we're picking up? Uh, so first for the for the quarterbacks that are just you know for healthy situations, it's got to be Gardner Minshew. Uh, he's thirty two percent rostered. He's making a case to be every week starter. I think he's an every week starter. Um, honestly, he thirty for forty five for three thirty nine, three touchdowns, two interceptions. You talked about it. And you talk about that upcoming schedule. Let's just name that. Dolphins, then the Bengals, then the Texans, Lions, Chargers, and then Texans again. That's the next couple of weeks for mm. Gardner Minshew. Go add him. 
Put him in your lineup and just set it and forget it because Gardner Mitchell is going to he's going to give you safe numbers and with some boom value to get the yards and, uh, you know, make plays. Uh, uh, him and Ryan Tannehill is the other guy that I had mentioned uh, that's going to be mentioned. Forty six percent rostered, uh, 239 yards. He was super efficient, only through 24 times. That's the number we see with Ryan Tannehill uh, as far as the throwing. But if he's going to be efficient like this, that's going to be dope. Uh, they got week three against the Vikings, so it's going to be nice. Uh, they could rely on the run game like the, the Colts did a little bit, but uh, it, it should be nice. Hopefully, Kirk Cousins doesn't put up the stinker, so maybe Ryan Tannehill has to do a little more uh, in this game. Um, and for the, from the injuries, you know, Drew Locke went down, so that's Jeff Driscoll uh, as a backup. If you're in, like, in those super flex leagues, if you, you want to know who, who to get, if you were the Drew Locke owner, I mean, Ross, uh, GM, also the uh, Jimmy G uh, GM. Nick Mullins, that's the backup quarterback. He might be playing this week against the uh, the Giants. We'll see. Uh, the 49ers are not happy with MetLife as a field, so we'll see uh, who who plays for the 49ers. <laughs> uh, and lastly, Justin Herbert, he's gonna be. Uh, hopefully, he's starting next week. I mean, we want to see Tyrod be healthy and everything, but uh, Anthony Lynn, you know, he he needs to make a decision. Hopefully, he talks to his his assistant coaches and his OCs and looks at the film really and see what Justin Herbert did on Sunday. Yeah, that would definitely be a hope there. Um, what about Jared Goff? Is he available in leagues? Do we know his roster ship at all? Um, I can check right now. Jared Goff, uh, he, he had another uh, good day, uh, three touchdowns. Um, he's 62% rostered, though. Okay, so he's rostered. Yeah, he's just rostered. Want, hey, just want to make sure that no, stir, no stone is unturned. Yep, absolutely. All right, Greg, what about... The tight end position. Oh man, I think this is this is my favorite position for the waivers this week. Uh, you know, you talk about the two guys we stream this week. Our two streamers of the week, Jordan Akins and Logan Thomas. I think both those guys again banging the drum that we we named last week. You got to get them. Uh, Logan Thomas with the nine targets we mentioned that. Uh, he, if he keeps getting an opportunity, if you're going to tell me a tight end is going to come into the game and get nine targets, I'm going to keep starting him. And that, I think that he should be an option going <laughs> forward. Uh, and Jordan Aiken. Show yeah. me what other tight ends are getting nine targets. Yeah, tell me what other tight ends are getting nine those targets. Guys. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, Jordan Aiken, he's, he's still only 2% rostered, had seven targets, caught all seven of them for 55 yards. So that's really good right there. Uh, that means he's gaining mm-hmm. trust from Deshaun, and that's all you, you need from a guy like that is Deshaun. Uh, is trust so that's good for them so those are week one guys i mentioned but the new guys it's got to be number one drew sample you saw if you watch thursday night football joe burrow was absolutely feeding this man in the short to intermediate field and that's awesome for ppr leagues and just leagues in general uh for the tight end to be involved in the offense like that so that's good uh jordan uh oh, i said jordan Inkins. mo ali cox former basketball player yeah, he came in. Uh, Jack Doyle, one of the you know people that did get hurt. I don't think we mentioned him, but uh, yeah, Molly Cox stepping in, uh, doing well. Uh, so he could be a guy that can step in and you know be a, a formidable tight end, a viable tight end going forward. Because um, you know Philip Rivers, he's gonna you know throw it downfield, but he's also gonna target the tight end. That's what he did when he was in the Chargers with Hunter Henry. And lastly, Jordan. And they Reed. play the Jets this week. And they as play well the Jets too, this week. So. Yeah, that's just a great matchup. Uh, Jordan Reed, lastly, I think he's tied to George Kittle. As long as George Kittle's out, mm-hmm. Jordan Reed is, a, I think, a deep league uh, tight end you can add if you didn't get any of these mm-hmm. other guys. I'd probably put him him last just because so, we, we know who Jordan Reed is. He can be very inconsistent. He could also get hurt. So uh, I think, you know, he, he's one of the guys that I would put last on this list, but someone you can't forget about because he's uh, on the 49ers who's going to target the tight end for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, any anybody else at tight end position? Or that's it. Uh, no, nah, that that's it. Those are, those are all the that's guys. It. it was a long list today. So um, bear with me. <laughs> long, very long, very long list today. Um, any look aheads at at defenses? I know you probably didn't. I don't know if you had that ready at all, but I I, I can I can give some. Nah, I mean yeah, I mean usually I look to the team who the who who what teams are playing who. So who are the Jets playing this week? You know who? <laughs> that's Indianapolis. <laughs> Indianapolis. So, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, Indianapolis. Um. You know, uh, basically, who who the bad teams playing? Who are rookie quarterbacks playing? That's a good kind of good tips that Tampa 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 Bay is also in a great spot. They're playing Denver this week. Oh so yeah, that's if, nice. if th- that is nice for sure. Yeah, if if they're available, pick them up. Yep. Um, yep. I I know Washington didn't necessarily come through this week, but they've got Cleveland this week, which could come potentially come through with that offensive line. Over there in Cleveland, also uh, versus that defensive line going against Miami too. Jacksonville going against Miami. You never know. Ryan yep. Fitzpatrick could always show up. And maybe, hey, calling it right now. I mean, preview to Thursday Night Football. Maybe this is the Tua game. Who knows, man? Hey, you know dude, how I have that's so NFL. my conspiracies. <laughs> yep, about, yep. <laughs> my conspiracies about the NFL. This is the this is the potential. This is the Tua game, man. I'm telling you. So uh <laughs> I totally like that call, honestly. Like that's a really good uh, one of those it does to a play like uh prop bets because Thursday night football, it's special things. They they you know, they want things to happen. Yeah, I mean on, on the on DraftKings for the Sunday for the Monday, Thursday slate, Tua and Fitzpatrick Fitzpatrick are the same price. So I, I saw that thought that was interesting. Um all right, man. That's all we got for for the waiver show, I guess that is. Yes, sir. Week one recap. So, again, everyone, thank you for listening. Hope that you enjoyed Monday Night Football and the weekend's games. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Be sure to follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. Be sure to follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Uh, and then also, please be sure to rate and review the podcast. Write a review. That always helps to go a long way uh make sure you click the notification bell so you can so you can get notifications when new episodes come out um but other than that everyone have a good one we will be back thursday morning to break down thursday night football uh we'll preview the jags and the dolphins and then also bring you our streams of the week so that being said everyone have a good one and we are out we out